You're listening to the New Century Multiverse. Secret Rooms. Definitive Edition. Chapter 20. The Game Changes. From the journals of Private Abigail Gray and Private James Penrose. Briar Hill, West Virginia, October 21st, 1882. We could not leave the horses. They were our transport and our lifeline. Professor, Greta, stay here. Close the door behind us and lock it, but I beg you to open it again if we can get back here. We are trusting you with our lives. Of course. We will stand here by the door. Come on, you two. When we get out there, we'll need to move fast. Just know this. As soon as we start shooting, that's it. Every godforsaken when to go in those woods, we'll hear the shots and we'll descend upon this house. Close your eyes for a moment, or you'll take too long to get used to the change in light. Okay, are you ready? Yes. I am. Then let's go. What happened next was a blurred. I recall the door open and our run into the night, but how swiftly indeed we were plunged into darkness. The full moon was up. The shadows before me danced into pallid view. I heard Annie's shots and the looming shapes before us cracking backwards sideways and away. I heard sharp inhales and harsh barking. Saw flashes of teeth and claws and threw my own gun out of front of me to cut down the creatures that spiraled out of the stable door. Suddenly, as this had occurred, all was silence once more. I could make out Annie, craning her head around to make out what was still inside the stable. A horse was screaming and whinnying. Annie held his back, checking all the corners. Two of our horses were down. James's was dead. Annie's gorgeous palomino named Dasher was lying whimpering with a broken leg and a terrible gash in his flank. Annie stooped beside him, eyes closed and whispering. She turned to us. More on the way, no time. One horse won't carry more than two and then not at speed. One of us has to go get help. How far are we from Elkview? Three hours in the dock? It's me. I've got to go. I'm the best rider. I've got the better sense of direction. I can defend myself better if I'm chased, and I can get us some reinforcements much faster than you can. She turned across to the panicking Daisy and laid hands on her heaving neck, again whispering quietly. My horse calmed ever so slightly, enough to be saddled. Wait until I'm out the gate, and then shoot Dasher. I don't want to spook Daisy here any more than she has been already. But there must... There's no other way. I'll be back by dawn. You just sit tight with those two. Now, I don't know how these here Wendigos got in, but I'm going to have to shoot out the gate as I leave. There ain't going to be time for me to open it by hand, so once it's open, if they find that way in, you're going to have too many to handle. So don't try to run. You won't make it on foot. You stay in there, and if you have to go further into the house, do it. Your only chance of seeing daybreak, your only chance, is if they don't know exactly where you are. Don't underestimate their cleverness. Not for a moment. You got me? Yes. Go. Annie. Thank you. 
Thank me later. I ain't done nothing yet. With that, she mounted up and galloped out of the stable, away over the lawn, becoming a darkened smear in the shade of the witching hour. We heard her guns fire off and the gate crash open. And at that, James pressed his rifle to Dasher's forehead. I'm sorry. We ran back to the house, passing the corpses of the creatures we had felled already. Reaching the front door, I hammered upon it. There was silence. My heart fell into my stomach. Can we come in again, please? Come on, God damn it! Jesus Christ, you scared us there. What happened? There is your captain. She's ridden off to fetch help. Two of the horses are dead, and one couldn't carry us all. There's what sounds like a forest full of those things on the way, so we need to get far into the house. Bolt every window. Is this place secure yet? Yes. You should take yourselves upstairs and hide. If the army is on their way, then Greta and I have to pack to leave this place. No noise. We will be quiet as mice. Abigail and I checked the front door again, along with the ground floor windows in the hall, then took a candle and hurried up the stairs, leaving the occupants to do the rest of the securing. The upper rooms had not been occupied for years. Dust caked the walls and floors of the master bedroom, and the blankets were moth-eaten. Clearly taking Greta's condition into account, it had been safer to keep only to the ground floor. But more than that, it was as though this part of the house had been deliberately forgotten. We sat across from one another on either side of the enormous bed, Abigail holding the candle with its dancing flame, casting looming shadows against the walls. All around was still. I clung to the possibility that the Wendigos had not ventured further in to investigate the noise, and now, with the absence of horses outside to draw them in, they might return to the woods but I could not avoid the realisation that following the various fresh kills, both horse and wendigo, the scent of blood would be even more likely to draw them towards the house. I glanced around the room we were in, focusing on the detail so as not to fixate on my terror and fascination with what prowled outside our walls. Six pillows, arranged in three groups of two, three wardrobes, three nightstands, two adjacent to the bed, one off to the side, the stand on the right furnished with old powder compacts and perfume enshrouded in a layer of dust, the other two empty. I craned in towards the bed and waved Abigail over to move her candle close. With thumb and forefinger, I caressed the pillows on the left, finding fine hairs there. Moving to the right pillows, I did the same and came away with more. I held them up and strained to see in the flickering light. My suspicions were confirmed, long and auburn on the left, golden on the right. Abigail examined the impression in the middle pillow. Short brown ones here. There are multiple bedrooms in this house. They weren't sharing for reasons of space. Could have been for warmth. The bedsheets are thin, some are weight. It would appear that the absent Miss Charlotte was not, in point of fact, Greta's sister. We looked at one another uneasily, 
over the flickering candle. Abigail eventually broke the silence. You can see why they wouldn't make this the subject of parlour conversation. Well, indeed. Not the sort of thing you confide in polite company. And certainly not when one lady has passed on. An icy finger shot up my spine, and Abigail and I both gasped and listened intently. There were barks and hissing noises coming from outside, too close for comfort. Did you feel that? It's our nerves. We both reacted. That was something. You reacted to me. It was at the same time. Oh, Jesus, that came from downstairs. Come on, we have to defend this house. Annie's only just gone. We've still got hours to hold out. Make your shots count. Stay as far back as you can. Avoid the blood. Protect the professor and his wife. We bolted down the stairs, guns ready. The only light came from under the door of Krieger's study. I strained against the darkness, holding up the candle to see which window had been breached while Abigail opened the study door. The sight I beheld as I turned around was the first thing in my life I could truly call inexplicably extraordinary. My eyes met with Krieger's where he stood in the center of the room and then flicked across to Greta. Her blindfold was off, her eyelids were open, and in the place where sightless eyes should have been. To gaze into them was akin to looking up into the deepest, clearest sky in the dead of night. A roof of the brightest stars disappearing off into infinity. Behind the figures of our hosts was an opening in the air, as though the image of the back of the study had been imprinted upon a curtain, which had then been drawn back. Beyond the curtain lay a red forest, unlike any I have ever seen or heard description of. The disorientating effect of taking in so much sky and tumbling land through this aperture within the confines of a medium-sized room was dizzying. Sunshine had arced into the periphery, and the warm air, carrying with it unfamiliar and tantalizing odors, curled across the space towards Abigail and I. Krieger moved quickly, shielding Greta from us, and, each grasping a traveling bag in one hand, they stepped through. His defensive move was unfounded. He did not need the pistol he was grasping. I could not bear to shoot at them on the cusp of something so wondrous. Abigail and I gaped as the curtain began to close. Wait! She called. But they did not look back. As they passed from our view, a deep breath was drawn somewhere as the sunlight disappeared, leaving us in darkness and bewilderment. Our solitary candle blown out by the ethereal winds of another world. You have been listening to episode 20 of Secret Rooms. The game changes. Written and directed by Alexander Shaw. Annie Oakley performed by Loretta Saylor. James Penrose performed by Alex Shaw. Abigail Gray performed by Sharon Shaw. Greta performed by Maureen Foley. And Johan Krieger performed by Matt Wardle. 
Stormfront and Ossuary, composed and performed by Kevin MacLeod of Incompetech.com. Make Your Decision by Dan Philipson of Shockwave Sound. Many soundscapes by Tabletop Audio. Our $15 patrons get sponsor credit every episode, so thank you too. Joel Robinson, Benjamin Biddle, Abel Savard, Michael Haskell, Connor Kennedy, Angus Lee, Marty Huey, David Sheely, Kevin Vey, Daniel Salguero, Brian Novak, Evan Jankowski, Sarah Montgomery, Dan Hepner, Johan Clayson, Tyler Long, Joe Gasiga, Greg Downing, Tim Rosensky, Christopher Wolfe, Kat Essman, Cassandra Newman, Timothy Green, Matthew A. Siebert, Joseph Gluck, Nick Ord, Duran Barnett, Tom Painter, Finbar Nicole, Jameis Enright, Mark Luksh, Dan Mayer, Joe Crow, Chris Finnick, Toby Jungius, Dave Hickman, Aaron Lecluse, Kieran Dashler, Frankie Punzi, and Lorraine Chisholm. Uncivil Outlaw, the first book after Steamheart, the beginning of Phase 2 of the New Century Multiverse, the audio drama series, is in production and will begin its release at the end of Secret Rooms. Meanwhile, the novel is available on Amazon, on the Kindle store, and in paperback form. It's a real page-turner, and it could definitely use a few reviews.